Hello, welcome to the next episode of Let's Talk Nova podcast. My name is Ailish. Before I play out this interview, I just want to mention a couple of things. Firstly, I want to give a trigger warning. I want to make sure that you are aware that this episode will be discussing topics around depression and suicide. If you or someone you know is suicidal, please reach out for support with your local doctor, a licensed professional, or you can have a look at the Darkness Into Light website. I'll link the website on the show notes here. They have a list of professionals that will provide support for those people in need. Um, Second thing, this podcast episode was recorded on October 20th, which is during the half-term school holidays. And in this episode, we do discuss the UAE laws around suicide and how they were creating limitations for the Darkness Into Light organisation. And since then, November 7th, the UAE decriminalised suicide, which is an incredible, huge step made in the right direction and will definitely um, help Maria and Laura's vision for Darkness Into Light to become a Emirati-owned charity one day. So I'm sure they're delighted with that news as well. So it's a really, really positive step in the right direction for the charity. And thirdly, I apologise sincerely that the quality of sound distorts as we're laughing. I've never had a podcast episode where we've laughed so much that it was completely distorting the sound. So I apologise for that. I did try to edit but I just couldn't do it because it was something to do with the way the mics were on the day. Um, But that's testament to how much fun we had at the time, and you'll definitely be able to tell that from this interview. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoyed it and recording it and interviewing both Laura and Maria. Chairperson and Vice Chairperson of Darkness into Light, Laura Brennan and Maria Kelly. Welcome. Thank Top of the morning to you, girl. I'm so happy to have you both here. It's so <laughs> exciting. Like, we've already been laughing for the last half an hour. <laughs> we are so happy to be here. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you. Um, I suppose we can, if we want, we can talk about how our paths crossed so people know how we know one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do one of you want to take the floor? Oh, well, my story is such a love story. <laughs> because I, I'm, I, 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 I'll start with Maria first and then, then with yourself. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I was at the Darkness Into Light walk perhaps two or three years ago now. It was uh, on in the Corniche in Abu Dhabi. And I had gone there by myself and just engaged with the walk as people naturally do. And at the end of the walk... Or was at the beginning of the walk, maybe the end of the walk, all of a sudden the chairperson of Darkness Into Light stood up and spoke. And the minute that I watched and listened to her speak, I was like, this woman is going to change 
society here in the UAE, this woman has gone, is going to make such a major impact in the lives of so many people. I need to go and support this person. Mm-hmm. And that's, that You're was Maria. You make it sound like such a love story. <laughs> I've been in love with It was. There, there I was little old me by myself, probably not knowing too many people at the walk. And just you just spoke with such uh, authentic truth and just the whole energy about you just really resonated with me immediately. And I was like, there is someone who's got a dream and that dream can come true. Uh, but she just needs somebody like me just to help her support her mission. And then I had reached out, and a couple of weeks later, I think I was. We were. I was on the committee or something, and that was from there. Yeah, my first recollection of Laura is when she rocked into our first ever tea and talk on World Mental Health Day in Cafe Three Hundred Two back in twenty seventeen. I think it was, and then she rocked in the door. It's like, who is this girl? (laughs) (laughs) Wild as ever. Everyone was sitting down yeah. and no was really talking. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. yeah. And then the Laura Brennan effect happened over time and now it's actually a teen talk. Yeah, well, no, it was just, I think, you know, like, I just love this story because um, it just shows how um, you can support someone mm-hmm. and in your support of that person, they support you. And now we just have this amazing like work relationship like we're work wifeys like i spend more time with maria than anybody else <laughs> but it's just that we like it, we've just really helped each other yeah um grow personally and also um with darkness into light how it's grown and evolved in the last couple of years um it's incredible what darkness into light has achieved uh with no money and just through perseverance and goodwill of the community. And it's all come from Maria. It's fabulous. It's not just me, amazing people around me. We're only as good as the people around us. And I think I absolutely love what I do with Darkness and Delight, but more importantly, I love who I get to do it with. Like the volunteers, the committee, Laura, they're the people that keep me inspired and keep me motivated all the time. Mm -hmm. And then every single day having people reach out like strangers and what once were strangers in the community saying, okay, how can I help? I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm like, this is amazing. The resources are here. The support is here. It just needs something or somebody to connect the dots. Exactly. And people want to be part of the change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody wants to help. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's a fabulous movement now bringing people together and I absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah. And like often, you know, we say it all the time that people want the opportunity to be kind. Mm. Right now in the day-to-day rat race, there's so much, you know, stress on people and focus on things that may not be so important from a bigger picture perspective. Yeah. That when you actually give someone the opportunity to be kind... Uh, without expecting anything in return they grab it because being kind makes you feel good you know seeing somebody else overcome a challenge makes you feel good seeing somebody finding success when they had lost hope makes you feel good and uh, people want to feel that Mm. you know and that's why we have so many people who volunteer their time or their premises or whatever services or products or whatever it might be 
because they want that opportunity and that's how this exchange of kindness has become our currency mm -hmm. um, that has elevated us up to where we are today. I love that thought of it being the currency. That's so mm -hmm. true. Yeah. 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 That is the currency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, from that then you have trust because we don't sell lies for money. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> we have no money, so we're definitely not lying. No, you know, and um, we're person-centred, not mm -hmm. profit-making. So, uh, and we're both Libras. So... Are you? Yeah. Mm. Oh, so interesting. we're in our fabric. We're only concerned with uh, peace, justice and fairness. And anything outside of that just does not resonate for us because we can't actually hack it as people. Wow. Um, so, you know, there, there is a, a layer of uncorruptibility within us in terms of that we do everything from a pure heart-centered mm. place. Now, of course, we make mistakes. Like, I make mistakes every day, but that is different to having a very clear vision mm -hmm. on how we want to help people and be with that person or family or whoever it might be from the start to the end of their journey and provide that hands-on wraparound service mm. um, where it's only that person that's the most important thing not what what can we get from yeah. it or what do we get out of it that doesn't even come into our yeah. mind frame and I think it's very evident though you share the same values mm. like it's so evident that yeah. that's what bonds you together as well yeah like I think you're the perfect duo we are. Sure. We express yeah. them very differently. <laughs> <laughs> we do. But definitely learning so much from each other. Like Laura has been such a gift mm. in my life. Um, very much like I, we were just talking about this the other day, how I'm such a conformer. That's what's in my fabric. I just conform. And Laura really <laughs> challenges that to, for me to always think outside the box now and constantly adapt on a day-to-day -day basis, not just to conform to what may may appear to that what should be basically. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah I, no, i'm learning so much so i i haven't shared this with you right? oh lord <laughs> <laughs> here we go it's coming <laughs> i'll be playing away in my mind you know i'll be thinking about maria i'll be thinking about myself i'll be th thinking about the committee and dil and all this kind of crap right so recently um we've been uh doing shopping for people in need and we're going getting them food blah 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 so it tends to be on the shopping list eggs we always need to get eggs. Right. And eggs are the perfect example to highlight the personality traits of Maria and me, right? Okay. So Maria is the type of person that puts the eggs very carefully into a separate bag and no other items on top of it <laughs> and clearly <laughs> into the trolley <laughs> and into the car. I'm the type of person that lobs the eggs into the bag, trumps, throws everything else into it and whacks it into the car and doesn't even consider anything else. So eggs is the perfect item That has happened so many times when we're filling the basket coming out of the shop and we're like, no, this is for this person. Keep the eggs on top. And Laura's like... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, That's yeah. so funny. 
funny. It's good. That is very that. good. Yeah. The conversations in Laura Brennan's head. I'm oh, any of us could hack into that. I'm telling you, girl. <laughs> I know the movie. We have a new vibe on there. I'm just there eating my popcorn, watching these scenes play out. <laughs> I was like, if that ever come up as a question, that, that would be such a good answer. And there you go. You there didn't we go. Ask, ask, I didn't even have to ask the question. There. There. there it is. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose, like, I just want to share then, like, how I know both of you. Yeah. So I met Laura way back when we played Abadab and Athena. Mm, yeah. And we were great teammates and we had our successes. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first training night, I remember you came in and you obviously had your big personality yeah. and I remember thinking I was like oh my god I was like, is this girl Irish I was like, where is she from I remember that was my first thought I was like she's actually Irish and where are you from like, I remember where you're from County Clare County Clare up the banner I remember I was so shocked to hear she was from Ireland and you were just like a Trojan warrior for our team and like mm. you were so like you were very inspirational with your mm. speeches and um, I remember like there'd be some trainings like she'd actually put your she put her arm around you like, come on now, girl. Just she'd big you up even in a training session on a Wednesday night inside Sports City. Like, and I'm like, okay, girl, I need the pep talk. Yes, come on, come on, girl. And Liz Hogan will be beside oh you as well. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, And then we had um, the tournament in Sharjah. That was towards the end of the year. And we we worked so hard that year. I think that was 2016, 2017? Could I? 2016. Okay. And then it was coming into the end of, like, the start of 2017. And we won that tournament. It was our first tournament that year yeah. we won. And the two of us were on stage. And you were like, Ailish, come on, Ailish. You need to come and lift this trophy with me. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, thanks, Laura. And the two of us were there again. And it was just like such a moment for the two of yeah. us. Like, do you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, the context, you were the captain before me. We had rotations. I don't know what it was. But I can't remember. That was, I think, one of the first tournaments that we had won or yeah, something. Yeah, we'd worked all years. Yeah. Therefore, you were the, you. It was very important that you were there to oh, receive that trophy because you were there before me. You know, but it was such a moment. Like, yeah. and then we had a great night in that night. Oh, another love story. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. And then Maria, how I met you was my first tea and talk that I went to in Cafe Arabia. Oh wow! Yeah, that feels like a long, long time ago. Yeah. I do. I do recollect meeting you at tea and talk. All right. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And then meeting you through you, I think was it. Yeah, I think we were connected. You as a as a as on our service provider. Oh yeah, I remember Laura Sullivan was on the committee then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love so many people. Oh my gosh! I know. But yeah, a lot of so Laura was only just left last year, and she's the last one off the founding committee to leave. Actually, I'm the only one left now of the founding committee. But it's amazing all the people that have come on board since that just gelled and worked. So, yeah, it's amazing. Interesting what you shared about Laura there. So, like, Laura, you have such a positive attitude. What, the way I see Laura, she's just like the human representation of what I want Darkness Into Light to mm. do across the community. Like, everything she does is with love and compassion and without judgment. Mm-hmm. And she inspires everybody around her to do the exact same. So, just by being herself, she is doing so much work. <laughs> well, that's ultimately what... That's the, Ultimately, everyone's meaning and purpose in life is mm. to be yourself. And by being yourself in your authentic expression, your passion, your gifts, your talents, or whatever word you want to describe, resonates, it comes out. Mm. And to actually be yourself, you must start the process of unlearning. You've got to unlearn all the traumas, all the societal conditioning to break out. Mm. And only then do you realise 
this is what I like, this is part of me, and then you're living your authentic self. Yeah. But like that's there's no kind of magic to it. It's simply um, unlearning what you're not to become who you are. Yeah, it's a challenge though, especially oh, yeah. when you're coming out into this environment here and. You want to fit in, you want yeah. to meet people, you want to get to know people, you don't want to be isolated, you don't want to be on your own, so you're always doing things to please others mm-hmm. and not necessarily to please yourself. So that is a challenge and it's, you really do inspire. Yeah, people. no, Imagine. look, it, it, I don't dismiss the challenge, but you know, when, when you, those behaviours that you just shared there, they're the same behaviours that you were doing in Ireland and mm. they didn't really work for you there. You know, so then mm. when you come over here, of course we're just gonna fall. We're gonna follow the same pattern mm. that we're used to, and guess what? Doesn't really work here either, mm-hmm. um, because quite quickly for a lot of expats or for a lot of Irish coming over, you fall into the the drinking cycle, and that can compound or amplify your own mental health. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. It's it's actually recognizing. That I no longer want to compromise myself for alcohol. I don't no longer want to compromise myself for loneliness. I'd much prefer to find my tribe than to yet again align to people who don't resonate with me. Maybe it's just because they're in my workplace. Yeah. You know, I've no one else, so I'll, I'll hang out with these at work. And you're actually just forgetting that what role are you playing in creating your own problem? Because if you actually step back mm-hmm. and ask that question you'd be much more um, able to not make the same mistakes and not go down the same rabbit holes that you were trying to claw yourself out of in Ireland. So true. And I think something that comes to mind is like, you know that phrase, you can't run away from your problems. <clears throat> They're always going to catch up with you. Mm. You know, and I think mm. that applies here. You know, if you are running away from a problem in Ireland, it will catch up with you, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, we can bury our head in the sand for as long as we can, but it's not gonna yeah. last you know exactly We're masters of suppressing yeah mm-hmm. yeah it does creep up. yeah exactly and i think a lot of people um forget or aren't awake to the fact that a lot of people who come here are running away from something mm-hmm. you know whether it be a heartbreak or does there's a financial aspect that they're coming here to to make money or whatever it might be a lot of people are coming here already at an imbalance so then when you get here and now there's you're uncomfortable with yourself and the relationship you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. So now the, the loneliness and the need to fit in starts to rear and the, the what ifs and oh, look at Mary Jane and what she's got and I yeah. want that too. And all of these now start to rear their heads and then we, we activate those and um, a lot of problems can be created as an outcome. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at <laughs> talk about you know what I mean I'm just like yeah 100% 100% like yeah but, but it is it's all true yeah, yeah. and like the thing is everyone listening is to this podcast you're not stupid you know this mm. everyone knows it inside but we deny it we just kind of try and as Maria said suppress it as if I'm not affected by it as if it affects everybody else but I'm immune to it um but no, we're not, and we've all been affected by it on some level to a varying degree, and it's just how much you want to change and focus on your personal development and commit to your healing will result in either success or failure. Yeah, 100%, yeah. You know? 
it, and it is about commitment to the mm. healing process because it is a commitment. Oh yes. Yeah, it is. <coughs> yeah. No easy task. Yeah, because like, it's a fun journey. Yeah, but it's a fun journey. But on the way, she's got no nails left. <laughs> on the go round again. Yeah. What's well, so tell us a little bit about your journey then? Oh my gosh, what do you mean? Where do I start? <laughs> no, but like in the context of what we're saying, you know, people come out here and um, there can be m- massive changes. Yeah. And on your life takes unexpected paths that never in a million years did you think that you would do or mm-hmm. would that you would want to do you know and yeah. you, your life has changed quite a lot since you've been here oh yeah i'm a totally different person to when i came here in my first year um i guess yeah when i thought when i came out here i said okay i'm just coming for two years as everyone says that's, that's how roll into my eighth year now being on the one more year boat wow but if I think of myself as a person back when I came here first and to the person I am now, oh my gosh, a complete whirlwind, a totally different person. And for the better, thankfully, yeah. because of the experiences I've had here. And even when I started Darkness into Light in 2015, I guess I had a difficult year there. I went through a heartbreak at the start of the year. And I remember going home in the summer. And when I came back in September, I remember just that empty feeling of, oh, I need to take on a project or I need to find something. And I guess darkness into light was always in the back of my mind. I wanted the walk to be here. Mm-hmm. So just sending out that message to WhatsApp groups and saying, anybody want to form a committee? We need to get darkness into light walk here and so on. And that kind of kicked off. Never did I think then what it would evolve into now. Wow. It's just something yeah, I'm very proud of. But um, yeah, I guess over the years I've learned so much about myself and through the people that I have met through Darkness into Light. Like mm. it's taught me so much and the humanity that really shines through in the community is so inspiring and so heartwarming. So that's what's really kept me going. And I guess the last year has just, I don't think anybody could say 2020 hasn't been a challenging oh, year. I'm telling you girls. <laughs> this is just turning us upside down. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my gosh. To be over a year now without a job and here on a tourist visa and... And homeless. And homeless. But <laughs> well, thankfully I have my friends putting a roof over my head. Oh my gosh, I'm so blessed with the people that's in my life. But just not having that grounding or not having that foundation where you're actually able to look after yourself and you're able to financially mm. support yourself has really taught me a lot. Yeah. Like it's really tested me on all sides, so... Thankfully, I'm coming out of it a lot stronger now, so I know what will be will, will be, but mm-hmm. it's definitely been a challenging year. Yeah. <laughs> don't even know where to go like from that. But like, it's so admirable, though, you're, again, like we talk about commitment to the cause, <clears throat> you know, like to yeah. the movement itself. Yeah, I guess when I made the decision to leave teaching, though, I knew my heart was not in teaching anymore. And I always thought if I had kids... I would not like my kids to be in my classroom because my heart was in it. Mm-hmm. Like I loved working with the students, but it just wasn't for me. And I've always had very strong confidence that darkness into life is what I'm supposed to be doing because I just feel so fulfilled from mm-hmm. doing it. And I'm so driven. I've just found that drive to do it. And it's like, well, that's there for a reason. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the path I'm supposed to be on. And wherever that takes me, so where I'm supposed to end up so yeah. I'll just keep plowing on in that sentiment I love it good woman keep going but yeah no it has been such a blessing though like yeah. I've been oh my gosh like I really have never felt more blessed in my life the last few months especially just the people around me we're only mm-hmm. as good as the people who are around us and 
yeah, I, it's just been such a gift, it really has. And I, I do hope that everyone else who experiences darkness into light gets the same from it. Mm. I do feel it goes full circle, you know. Even just um, yesterday I received an email from a gentleman who has gone through a marriage breakup and wants to support back into the community. So he had therapy himself and it's so beneficial mm. and really wants to contribute back to the community now and asking, what can I do? What can I do? Love what you're doing. And I'm like, this whole experience goes full circle. You will come to us when you need support and you'll come to us when you want to give, give back support, yeah. because like we only want to give back to the community that has given us so much. Mm. So it's that's a privilege and something I'm very honored to be yeah. part of. Yeah. And can I ask Laura, what was your, um, like your your pivotal time when you had that change or that shift here? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that that's a, it's a difficult question for me to answer because perhaps I don't um resonate with what that question means okay you know as in what's the typical big change you know or I could rephrase it you know like what Maria was saying how she noticed she's a different person now to yeah. eight years ago like do you feel that about yourself and oh yeah that? like in the, that context yeah oh my god I was a mess <laughs> sharing with Laura a few days or maybe last week or the week before it's putting together it's her birthday last week or the week before oh yeah. happy birthday yeah. I'm 39 how good like how good do I look for 39 I, I know 39. I know shut the front the door I know yeah. yeah 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 Laura you look fantastic I know and I was pulling thank you <laughs> I was pulling together photos from for Laura to create a memory box for Laura oh. and looking back over photos of her past I was like who is that girl? Who is that girl? It's yeah. like out party animal. It's like, this is not the lore I know at all. So yeah. that's been a massive change in your life, I would say. Yeah, because I, well, like, even like Laura eight years ago, five years ago, you know, I had chronic depression, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, hated myself, hated my life, um, codependent, emotionally unstable, people pleaser complainer really going through the checklist need to be right <laughs> uh, need for other people's approval yeah like and so much and so much and so much um but outwardly i was still the same personality that i am now so a lot it would have been very difficult for people to to see how much uh pain i was carrying internally mm-hmm. um but there was uh, maybe when i was 26 i was living in sydney at the time and I can remember there was a moment where I sat on my bed and I said to myself, no, I need to, I need to heal. I need to work on myself. I need to stop blaming my parents Mm -hmm. for, uh, separating and divorcing and every, every kind of (coughs) unhelpful, excuse me, every unhelpful or undesirable behavior I had, I was used to relay back to them. It was that I was in this such chronic victim mode. I wasn't taking responsibility for my own thoughts, feelings and behaviours. Instead, I was just always blaming my environment and factors and especially my parents. So 26 was the the moment I really started making a promise to myself. And then 
that was kind of working away in the background. And then I came here when I arrived here when I was 32 or 31. I was still in a, a major depression because um, uh, my partner and I had broken up maybe a year or two previous and I, I didn't have the skills to cope with that. Uh, I didn't realise I was a codependent mm. at the time. Um, uh, I didn't realise I was an untrained empath at the time. So I was unable to let go. That hope forever! Oh, <laughs> never God. let me go! Never let me go! Um, but then when I was living in Sharjah at the time, and I can remember the day I woke up when I was 32 and immediately upon opening my eyes, I knew that depression had gone. It was just that that energy, that depressive energy had just fizzled away, it was gone. And I just felt so much relief that after decades of being in such torment, it was finally gone. And then I realized, oh, now I have to uh, unlearn all the unhelpful coping mechanisms <laughs> that I had used to survive. And that took five years. So three, four, five, six, seven. So then when I was 20, 37, I realized that I had fully integrated myself and now I was on the road to some form of mastery. So now that I'm 39, I would say that I'm a novice expert. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still in the baby phase, like I'm still in the baby phase mm. because, you know, I'm a student of life every day. I'm, that's the only thing I do. Yeah. learn and study you know everything else is just kind of a means to put a roof over my head none of that really matters to me um but yeah that but like in terms commitment that is incredible though that like that's inspirational yeah for how many years for so many years to be so committed to your own personal growth yeah and yeah development. you know we get distracted so easily we jump into a relationship or we move or something will distract us so easily and it's very difficult to stay on that path yeah, but I wonder, like, you know, I've done all of those things, but they never gave me the fulfillment that they were supposed to give me. Mm -hmm. And I always just felt empty inside or disconnected or that the earth wasn't my home and that whatever I was looking for, whatever my truth was, whatever my destiny would be, I wasn't going to find it doing the things that society taught me to do. And um, yeah. Mm. So I think it was just that the, the, for me with the depression at one point, like I had recognized, okay, I brainwashed myself into being depressed. So I just brainwash myself out of being depressed. So that's what, that's what I did with the programming that, and, and the work that I did on myself. And um, where am I going with this? <laughs> We're just <laughs> talking about the whole journey. journey. No, I, I, I am I, oh, yeah, my yeah. Oh, <laughs> It reminds me of something I read yesterday. Um, once we decide not to settle for something that is not right for us, we discover what we truly deserve mm. yeah but i think yeah but i think like within me and the, and i meet so many people who are exactly the same there's just this deep knowingness within that the world is so abnormal the nor the societal norms how people treat each other mm. 
the hierarchical nature of things, uh, the lies, the deception, all of these are just so abnormal for me that within me deep, 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 there's just this need for uh, a deeper truth. And then once a deeper truth is found, it's being able to find meaning because there's a lot to this world that is very difficult to accept, mm -hmm. you know, and of course acceptance is not agreement. It's not even liking something. It's just recognizing it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And to, especially, you know, as the Libra who's hardwired for peace, love and justice, you know, and a lot of people have those attributes as well. It can be very difficult to find your place in life with all of that going around you. Yeah. Um, I guess that's where we differ as well, because your focus is truth seeking and it really hurts you to your core to see so much evil and violence in mm. the world. Whereas me, I'm like, I just want to look at the good. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see all the amazing people out there. I'll focus on that. And we'll grow from that because yeah. if I focus on the negative and the evil, I know myself I won't get anywhere. I but won't. Isn't it that motivates me? Isn't that a testament to your friendship, though? How you are both the balancing act of mm -hmm. the Libra. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're absolutely. You know, but I think you know it's just that conscious communication. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, recognizing that any tension between us or misunderstanding or like a mood or a bad day can create resentment so we're very good at you know acknowledging things straight away or calling each other out you know kindly straight away to to get a, a grasp of understanding where the other person is from and mm -hmm. i think um even within my own individual healing work that was very important to start talking and to start uh, giving myself permission to be vulnerable and but also to talk to people without expecting them to be able to fix my problems mm. um, and I think that's one barrier for a lot of people people tend not to share or talk about their problems because often when they do they're more disappointed because the person wasn't able to do anything for them mm. and it's just recognizing that it's talking without the need for anything in return and to help that then be part of the next step to get the support that people might need. I'm just, this is, yeah, this is fantastic. It's really good. He looks just bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that we've like, so much spoken about already and I had one question. We're definitely building a picture of who we, who we all are. I love <laughs> When you hear the meaning of Novaturient, which is to seek or desire powerful change, now we may have already answered this question, <laughs> but like, how does that relate to your life when you're seeking that change? And we will go to darkness into light um, in another question, but um, when I think of that, I guess I think of when I made that decision to give up teaching and the risk that was involved in it and thinking... In my head, the way I, I used to think Laura has trained me out of it, <laughs> I would have always planned things, thinking, okay, what's the worst case scenario? How could this go wrong? And Catastrophizer. then I'd be prepared for yes. I'd always be prepared for if things failed and then see how it ends up. <laughs> but yeah, I guess making that decision and seeking that change at that point, I was like, right, okay, I have my gratuity, I have my savings, that'll keep me going for a year. I'll do it. Um, but that was... That's the biggest point in my life where I intentionally sought that change because mm. I knew something wasn't right. I knew I wasn't meant to be teaching. I was meant to try darkness into light and see if it'll 
if it'll kick off if it's meant to be here um so yeah it's been a a turnaround for me which is great and then the personal growth i've experienced since has just been phenomenal so yeah. i'm very blessed so laura what about you which, which yeah but see that i <laughs> see i that it, i'm different because my focus was from day one when i saw maria speak at the corniche to support Love her mission this feeling deep inside and I knew I didn't even have to think like I'm just oblivious I just go with the feeling and so when it came to me you know uh, ending my employment or not having anywhere to live or whatever that's just like oh whatever mm. because I need to do whatever I need to do to be here to provide yeah. the support for Maria to achieve her mission and when that mission is achieved then I'd be like oh, okay where do I go now we're so, both very much aligned to a purpose given life that we all have a purpose mm -hmm. and it's, as long as you stay tuned with your intuition and follow your intuition and yes. what's right mm -hmm. things will unfold the way they should and um, listening to the knowing yeah yeah because you can't unknow it when mm -hmm. you know it Mm. when you're listening to it yeah yeah how many of us are disconnected from our own intuition and mm -hmm. do of what keeps money in our bank account and what'll keep as many followers on social media mm. and that you know and, yeah. and not necessarily listening to what what's right for you yeah mm. so true yeah and it's like it's like and i know we've said it like it's not easy you know because obviously you and i think maria is probably a great example of trusting your intuition because at the beginning when you do have a well-paying job and you have a home and um, your intuition is telling you, you know, go do darkness into light. But it's like, oh, I'll go just, I'll go as far as I go without lo without losing. And I put a losing in inverted commas, mm -hmm. without losing what I already have. Mm -hmm. And you're compromised because now you're valuing this job or money or your current situation more than what your intuition is telling you and the more you value the distortion the kind of the more the intuition is pulling and you're not feeling right so at that moment a lot of people fall into the trap of staying where they are comfort exactly yeah. whereas yeah. i think maria is a perfect example of feeling the comfort but recognizing actually this isn't really what's making me happy this really isn't the line and then slowly 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 you know uh decluttering bit by bit <laughs> by bit by bit by bit and the thing is the the result of that decluttering um and resulted in her giving up her career in education and pivoting to a career in mental health but you know give up a, 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 an income um, and a home and although now you you can say you have less than what you had in the less that you have now it's much more oh, i'm so nourishing wealthy, richer so. but this yeah. is it this is the thing My and life I, is so enriched yeah. Yeah. yeah and that is the intuition and what you're talking about is trusting that intuition because you have to shed and declutter what you become attached to yeah. you know and in that process then you actually get closer to what you want. And I think that's yeah. why your story is so powerful because it is that example of decluttering and following your mm, intuition. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think possibly the biggest things I've learned is our well, my quality of life is not determined by how much money is in my bank account, by what label my bag is, by what I'm wearing, or the material possessions. It's very much about the people who are around me and how much I contribute back to the community. It's people. Yeah. People is the core of it. Yeah. And I think 2020 is teaching us all about that, that like a lot of people will be under a lot of financial stress now especially and what's getting us through is simply the people around us and that's who we should invest in just people so that leads me to my next question was there like a catalyst or like a motivation that actually like what was it that that made you go all in like was there i think anything significant um i think at that point like darkness into life was running for four years and I felt somebody needs to go into a full time or else it's not going to reach its potential. So it was either stick teaching and darkness into life won't reach its potential or give it a go. So yeah, it just reached a point for me. I think it was like it had to kick off or it, yeah. just, it wasn't going to work out. Um, and I do have, like I'm very fortunate, I do have a safety net. Like at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, I can still move home to my family. Like I have an amazing family and very supportive. So. To have that safety net is amazing, so I don't really worry about anything other than that. <laughs> well, I do worry about it. I do worry. I do worry. Get me wrong there. As long as I have the price of a flight in my account, I think that's I was like, okay, I can always go back to this yeah. if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, and that, that's been the line. If I, once I had the price of my flight. flight. <laughs> oh. oh my God, and it's coming close now. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's actually yeah, that's what's caused most stress. Just having the day to day support financial or day to day financial support to get mm. things really today, but yeah. Laura keeps me grounded. <laughs> Laura's yeah. my full time counsellor, keeps my two feet on the ground and keeps me moving forward. <laughs> yeah, but we bring out the best in each other. That's all good. <laughs> and what was your like catalyst moment then? Were you straight on board with Maria? Well, from the moment yeah. I saw her on the on the speech at the corner, yeah. like, like it, it's it's so simple for me. Yeah, it was like okay, like I just go with the flow. Whatever I'm asked to do, I'll do it. And if I don't want to do it, I probably do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever I come up with the decision, or I say, okay, we need to do this, and she'll. You'll verbalise how you feel about it and then you'll always say, but I support you 100%. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's the thing, like, I just think, because obviously Maria and I would have a different approach in certain things or, you know, a different, want to see a different direction, but I will always express my uh, disdain or my dislikability, but ultimately Maria is the boss, so I'll always support what she says, whether I agree or disagree, because it's irrelevant, you know. And the thing is, if, but, and I think by following Maria's direction, if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, I know plan B will be fine. So it might just get us a, day, <laughs> a bit longer, you know. Yeah. But either way, between the two of us, we always find the solution. And, I know, absolutely. you know, I think that's, it's understanding my place. Mm. You know, I'm second in command and I'm here to help you have your clarity and I just do my best to support in that yeah well I have complete admiration for you as well though and value everything that you do and say yeah. so I've become I think probably over the last year a lot more open now yeah. <laughs> <I'm going to laughs> so 
like, okay, She's I'm broken it down. to see your point of view. <laughs> I'm going to take yeah. that on board. <laughs> One of my most repeated lines, Maria, is, help me understand that, please. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused, help me understand. Yeah, because yeah. Laura's very black and white. She wears very black and white yeah. inside of this way or that way, and I, I would explore the grey in between. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, yeah, so no. it's great. She's balancing me out big time. Yeah, but like, ev- like everything for me was activated in that moment that Maria spoke in the coronation. You know, it's just mm. going with the flow from there. Oh. Mm. So looking at like your journey, I suppose, with darkness into light, like what was, what is as well, it's a, it's a present tense question too, what is exciting about it for you guys? What's keeping you going? Hmm. I think the thought, like the dream is always that darkness into light will be the first mental health charity here in the UE. And I really do, like, I've so much belief that Abu Dhabi could lead the way in cultivating this community mental health model that works and it's effective and it's accessible and lead the way not only for the UAE but for the Middle East mm-hmm. so like the resources are all there the ability is there to do it it's just waiting for us to connect the dots and make it happen and it is already happening so we're hoping to get government support now that will staple it here and it'll just it'll it'll blow up from there I know well as well it'll just get bigger and bigger so and there's such a need for us to scale up our services so let's let's see what the next year Mm -hmm. brings I think excuse me for me it's um a lot is being with a vulnerable person and being with them when they're rock bottom and um providing them the resources they need to get themselves out of that hole and be part of that, be just be witness to that process. Mm-hmm. Um, because being witness to that process is a stark reminder of the vulnerability of a person. And I, like, you can't feel the vulnerability of another person per se, but it's when you're meeting that person where they are and they've lost all hope mm-hmm. for themselves and they can't see a way out and you meet them where they are and um, help them get through that stage that's what it's all about because you know a, a lot of the work that we do is in events or digital stuff or signposting and that's what kind of people see from the outside um but uh, uh the the core of what we do is actually meeting people um at their homes in coffee shops out in location and hearing their stories and acknowledging what they're going through and then um connecting them with what they need to make next steps so like for example um we have a service user who requires treatment overseas. So I'm going with that service user tomorrow. Um, A couple of weeks ago, we had somebody who um, was suicidal and was um, attempting suicide and um, to get down and provide that person 
uh, with support and just be there in in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. That's what people don't see. People see the outcome or a testimonial after there, you know, but by, by being in the middle of it, it's it's a privilege that people trust us and it's an honor to see them work through what they need to work through. So that's what I like. Yeah. So do you mind me asking like, what is the plan you did have initially when you began? Well, the initial, when Darkness Sense of Light started initially, yeah. but, well, the intention was only to bring that international Darkness Sense of Light walk here, yeah. just as an event. And I remember even at the time people were saying, no, you can't do it, you can't do it, because the laws around suicide are so strict here, you can't even say the word. Mm -hmm. And, oh my gosh, like so many people told us we couldn't even do that. So then when we got the walk here in Abu Dhabi, then we got it in Dubai and Ali and Russell came as well. And it was only in 2017 when Laura came on board and so many people were reaching out to us privately asking for support, such a desperate need to access services and didn't have the resources to do so. That's how our volunteer network and our crisis services has built up from that. So we're constantly adapting our services mm. for mm. what the need is here, which is such a beautiful thing that we're able to do that. Yeah, yeah. well, like, with the walk, it was in 2017, like we recognized that there was a major gap in the mental health landscape here for, um, for, a, commu for a community model that focused on recovery rather than the dominant medical model that's here. And we knew that we could fill that gap somewhat and provide accessible, affordable and access to competent helping professionals across a spectrum of modalities, whether it be psychologist, shaman, Reiki master, cognitive behavioral therapist, that there was a whole world of dynamic professionals in Abu Dhabi who had a competency that aligned to our standard, that had the um, person-centered attitude that we resonated with. And by connecting these people together and forming such networks, that is that has enabled us to provide the services that we do and that's where we evolved that was really the catalyst in 2017 where we made that shift just we had gone from the once a year event the global walk mm. to now being um, a full-time organization uh, providing services without a premises without any money all volunteers like even we had funnily enough there's a uh, sky news want to do a feature on us and we wow. were yeah and we were we we just had met the, a producer just to get some introductory questions and you know she was like so where's your premises like where do you have your meetings and we were like um, <laughs> maria's bedroom sometimes <laughs> you know maria's sitting room and i think that with that it's like there's a lot of kind of curiosity in how we do things and who we are um, and it's especially in 2020 and where we live it's very hard for people to get that we don't have any premises we don't have the normal things that you would associate with an organization but that doesn't uh, impact the level of output we create it mm. doesn't impact um, our professionalism and what we do we just 
I think it's very much like a digital nomad right now. It's just yeah. where, wherever you can have a meeting in the car. Yeah. You know, you can take a Zoom in a coffee shop. You can meet people in other locations. So we do all our work uh, without the kind of conventional, you know, brick and mortar yeah. uh, and financial <laughs> budget that others might have. As with everything, where there's a will, there's always a way. So yeah. we just always find that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they just record if if the conversations in my car journeys were recorded <laughs> it would be a great movie <laughs> everything is trashed out on the road yeah. always find ourselves on the road but yeah so that brings me to the next part like was there like a moment of self-doubt for you guys <laughs> I can already really book on self-doubt <laughs> A moment, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, many, many, many moments. I think um, what I've really learned as well over the years is like so many times I've gotten so many people say to me, can't do this, can't do this. And it's just, I suppose in a way it's kind of fueled me, but there has been times in myself so I was like, okay, maybe this isn't possible. Maybe I need to change path. Um, like even starting out with the laws around suicide and the laws around charity and so on it's like it's impossible people would have very strong views in it and yeah that that has would reinforce any self-doubt I have had but I don't know I think over the last year I'm really learning no it is possible I think with perseverance and good intentions and great people around you anything is possible and And a clear vision which is what you have yeah Yeah, very very clear yeah so yeah, I, I do have my moments still, of course, and I have Laura there on hand. Oh my gosh, <laughs> keeping my two feet on the ground. But yeah, look at it. <laughs> I leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of what I've done in the past has been very like fear based. It just, um, and I'm trying to work on that and not let fear control my decisions um, and keep focused on the vision, really. That's, yeah. that's all that matters at the end of the day. and people who come to us to make sure that they're looked after and they're kept alive that's the bottom line so yeah. we do everything in our power to do that and everything else should fall into place after that yeah yeah well it's like never tell a person it can't be done when they're in the middle of doing it and you know since day one maria has created something out of nothing and been able to coordinate hundreds of people to align and believe in her vision um, it is um, pushing through the projected doubt of others because there's you know a lot of people who will have their perspective will have their fear and of course with group think you know whoever we're listening to the most is going to determine you know how inspired or how or how motivated or demotivated mm-hmm. we can be. And I think it's a real lesson to be able to stand up in the face of that and go with your intuition when everything else seems so dark. Yeah. And, you know, especially we've gotten uh, many knockbacks or roadblocks um, in, in the last couple of years. And there's been a lot of challenges in personal life as well as darkness into light life um but you know 
it's been a great lesson in perseverance and patience mm -hmm. and you can continue learning those lessons for as long as you feel the potential or the capacity within is there and obviously Maria has a lot of capacity <laughs> ever going capacity <laughs> I think what really keeps me going though is looking at even just the committee and all that they're doing like that selflessness and the kindness and compassion of the people around yeah. you really is inspiring and heartwarming mm -hmm. like no matter what anybody else tells me that oh it's not possible it's not going to get done or can't do it um I see what other people are doing around me and that's what fuels me so I know it is possible yeah but like all that empirical evidence is there because like we have the committee and we have our wider range of volunteers and we have our endorsers and our advocates um but um, speaking just for myself and on behalf of Maria in this moment it's just that the two of us as the leadership group this is 24-7 for us mm -hmm. and you know in one day we could you know have a meeting with a VIP and then have to do a house call with a vulnerable person who's got anxiety and they're too afraid to leave the house yeah. and you know we or we might be doing a seminar we might have been gone to school to do a training and then we'll be doing a sound healing session and then taking a meeting or then you know pitching for something and uh we're pushed into a lot of environments where we're not specialists in especially when it comes to the kind of the business kind of side and then we're in we're in environments where we are specialists in but irrespective we embrace both environments the same mm -hmm. and we are on 24 seven. So we get to see impact on so many level that others may not see. Mm -hmm. And because perhaps we see that impact that enables our perseverance. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's much more than what people might see might on the see. outside. Yeah, that's so true. You know, and people's lives matter. Mm -hmm. And, um, what's important people's goals and dreams are important to them and they're important to us mm -hmm. and nobody can take us nobody can take that away from us and we have so much value in that yeah. so what are the tools then that you use together or individually to kind of asana <laughs> idea of an organized cal shared calendar because especially for Our me we're getting just too diverse to manage yeah and also <laughs> i could like i could like my my um I, I go through phases sometimes where uh i decide organization is a tool i don't want in my life so i will not write or make note of any meetings or anything like that and obviously that's fine for me but on a practical level that is completely unhelpful to maria especially okay. if i have to be in five meetings with her on a monday so we've learned our role calendar and this, it's brilliant because she'll put in something uh, I'll put in something and both of us then obviously have yeah. uh, exposure to what's on in the day and we know each other's timetable so she'll put in something mm. for me or I'll put in something for her or whatever and it's really being 
like yeah. a lifesaver. That really does help with our organisation. Yeah, you were asking what tools. So Stan is one of the tools that helps us. No, that's an external tool. But I think yeah. you were talking yeah. about internal tools. Wait, external or internal, yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 I think over the last few months, the gym has been a massive support for me, um, clearing my head, and I often find if things come in and I'm feeling weighed down by them, I know myself that I haven't done my own self care there. Mm. So it's, yeah, you learn a lot by that as well. Um, probably the biggest tools for me are patience, uh, non-judgment, and acceptance. They're good tools, Laura. Where can you buy them? Well, <laughs> 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 you know, like every, like all my, all the kind of the 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 work or let's say the clinical based work that I do, the development work that I do, it's all based on the internal tools, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, that are often called universal human values. But I prefer the name tool because everything we have is within. All our answers are within. It's just what are we uh, activating most? You know, are we activating judgment more than mm-hmm. non-judgment, you know, our judgment? judgment over curiosity or you know impatience over patience or whatever it might be where is the imbalance and once we recognize the imbalance we can work towards the opposite end and then once everything is aligned within the external tools enhance but uh, it removes the dependency on the external tool because external tools can come and go you know what's Mm -hmm. in you you want to lock that in forever and build and build and build as you continue your life but like, I, as an external tool, I also, for the last couple of months, I like um, drawing shapes and colouring them in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it! That's basic. <laughs> Favourite shape? Yeah, no, it's just whatever comes up. I could, be, I could be there for hours and I was also teaching myself how to, to write with my left hand. And like some context, because <laughs> I, I don't have a TV, and okay. or, and uh, I um I don't have a permanent home at the moment. I very kindly a darkness into light committee member Priya shout out Priya, and uh, let me stay with her for quite a considerable amount of time, and now I've moved into a hotel for the interim. But it's just and I don't and I, oh like I got rid of all my personal belongings so I only own fifteen kilos. You told me this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So no. I don't have much like externally. <laughs> maybe four t-shirts, maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> to to um to access. So it's just in you know in the decluttering and the simplification of things. I'm I'm a very minimum person. I need very little, mm-hmm. and uh, therefore I have a nice inky pen and a notebook, and I just draw my shapes and color them in, and I'm happy out for hours. <laughs> Mindfulness, though, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or I might listen to. Uh, I'll, I I listen to. I think his name is Rob Scott on uh, YouTube, um, and he goes into a lot of different kind of. Um, cosmic conscious philosophies uh that i'm interested in and he's got a really nice voice so i might have them playing in the background and yeah be coloring my shapes happy out all zen yeah yeah what do you do oh my tools definitely would be my meditation 
my yoga, working out and talking, you know, like I have a coach and I also have a therapist and like, I feel like they're like, my God, the growth, when you talk about growth, Mm. when you're doing the healing and it is such a commitment to yourself, Yeah. you know, like I've definitely, I have definitely felt my uh, shift in the last 12 to 18 months for sure. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. Like when you say that you feel like a different person to when you yeah. came, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I came off the plane when I was twenty years old. Wow! Like, oh my God, you're wow. such a yeah. I know. So young. Yeah. Wow. Like that was like nearly it's like over eight years ago. Yeah. Wow. I'm twenty nine this month. Fresh out of the womb, I was. Wow. <laughs> but like, it's an amazing Dhabi, journey, though. What an amazing journey. But Abu Dhabi actually helped me grow up. You know mm, what I mean? Like yeah. I hadn't a full time job outside like once I left university I was straight in the plane yeah you know so yeah. it's in a way it's kind of um, it's moulded me yeah it's you been know? a gift for all of us definitely yeah community has given us so much I know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and I can actually can I just jump on, yeah. on that because I think it's really important um, about sharing um, that you have a therapist and a coach and likewise mm. I have uh, I have a mentor and uh, I have a, a life coach um, I have shaman teachers I have I have I have and I think it's it's really important that you know masters need masters and that um, people have their GP when they get sick they have their dentist for their, t- their teeth it's recognizing that you you need somebody for your mind body system and mm-hmm. all through time you know it was more so the, the student and the teacher you know the mentor the student to learn philosophy and morals and the truths of life and that hasn't changed mm. you know there may be different labels whether it be a psychiatrist not a psychiatrist but it might be um, a psychologist or a shaman or you know it, it, it's a, irrespective of the label the core is mm-hmm. that there's that mentor there for you to, mm-hmm. to access as a springboard to be a different perspective to your own voice, yeah. to help you see things that are in your potential to grasp, but you're just not able to get there by yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, it's recognizing that we, irrespective of what level we're at, we all need somebody at the same or higher level to empower us to continue our growth. Yeah. And it's really, really important that people know that oh just because you're in the helping profession oh we've got it all figured out oh, uh, no. have you heard our stories have yeah. you been on this podcast <laughs> no um so that is just and it's a big thing that we always say at darkness into light is you know it's to take ownership of your truth mm-hmm. and to recognize you're personally re- responsible and accountable for what you want to achieve in your life and if you can't if you haven't gotten there by yourself just remember you have another choice reach out mm-hmm. find somebody and work together mm-hmm. and um if through the process somebody doesn't work out no worries it's just like a pair of jeans that don't fit you know bring them back to the shop and mm-hmm. get somebody else you just yeah. don't give up yeah you and know? i described it in one of my earlier episodes like when you're finding a coach or a therapist or yeah. a psychologist or anyone within the mental health realm it's very much like dating yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm aware I can't coach everyone, but I'm also aware that I'm not the best coach for everyone, or vice yeah. versa. The yeah. client, yeah. not everyone here in Abu Dhabi, the right is yeah. the best client for me. You know, yeah. and it's also 
like building on what you said, it's a responsibility for ourselves and our yeah. self care to make sure we're keeping ourselves yeah. in, in track, you know, and yeah. like we're managing our own triggers, you know, because like we're always unlearning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah. you know, it's when I say I, I have to take personal responsibility for myself, it's recognizing that by saying that statement, I'm pulling myself out of the victim mode mm, because mm-hmm. in victim mode I'm not responsible for anything I'm just too busy in my pity for everything that has happened to me yeah so that's where the taking ownership of truth and stop bsing yourself has to kick in first mm. and it's recognizing oh actually I am responsible I may not be at fault or responsible for what happened to me but I am responsible for how I respond to this yeah. situation or trauma or bereavement or life situation that I find uncomfortable. So what are the next steps? What's the next best choice I can make for me to help me take this responsibility and push through and come out the other side of whatever complex emotion I'm feeling? Yeah. 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 I just have like, it's, it's just so important though to have these conversations isn't it you know absolutely yeah, yeah. and the thing is like they're not a big deal like they're not <laughs> yeah I totally agree <laughs> they're, they're not like they're not a, like they're not what is a big deal you know is um, your own imagination telling you that it's a big deal can be one barrier um, for sure another barrier can be uh the people around mm-hmm. but I think that really there are so many people now who are putting up a mask who are putting up a front that if you actually sat down and shared with them your own interest or curiosity in personal development and healing you will be surprised that that person will share very similar thoughts and feelings because collectively people are just so sick and tired of themselves and certain aspects of life that whatever you've been thinking for your own healing journey, other people have been thinking the same. It's just they haven't been ready to admit it or share it. And this is why your voice as a person is so important that the moment you start taking responsibility for yourself and you start talking about it, other people now are hearing you talk about this, which Mm. gives them the strength and the courage to start talking themselves mm. so that is why one voice is so important because it by being truthful and authentic and taking ownership of your life that can be a catalyst for people around you a friend a family member a work mm. colleague and that's how uh, shifts happen yeah mm. and like i know of course as suppose we spoke about like self-doubt and like when you mm. met with the obstacles of all oh, the laws here and everything and you know mm. resistance I suppose in a way like I've been told sometimes by people oh you know be careful what you talk about online and be careful how how much you say and I say yeah but for me personally this is very personal now but mm. like I want to be part of that conversation that opens different pathways for people that this is okay to talk about mental health it's okay yeah. to to say yes I am looking after myself you know and let's talk about it you know and like being I suppose a person where people can reach out to you know for advice or you know resources you know 
because yeah. it is really important to kind of start that conversation yeah. but yeah, normalize having, it yeah having the cur- the courage to speak out is like the biggest thing that we can do to open doors mm. for others um, just speaking openly and without judgment about what yeah. you've experienced or and so on just open so many doors for other people you're normalizing yeah. it you're making it okay we are only human at the end of yeah. the day it's, uh, we're creating our own obstacles by not speaking out about it and I feel the right people understand you Absolutely. know as in like the people that are supposed to be part of your tribe yeah, yeah. get it yeah. and those that don't it doesn't make them wrong it just means no, they're no. just not just on not ready to hear that, that journey yeah. 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 Well, yeah. The, the, look there's no right or wrong in anything mm. you know nobody has the universal truth it's just all uh, as people with a platform and a voice all we can do is express our voice and share a message that aligns to us mm. and it's the free will of the people whether they they align to the message or they reject it yeah you know and that's it and that's what we've learned like in our coach training that like there's no right or wrong mm. you just are yeah. you just be yeah you know yeah. And, and like variety is the spice of life anyway. Exactly. We're all very, yeah. very different, yeah. which is absolutely amazing. And we all deal with situations differently. Mm. It's just being open minded and non judgmental about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? But like even like when you're talking about things, even if you have a listener who's, you know, who wants to share a little bit, but you know, it's just not quite there. It's just recognizing that you don't have to share everything. Mm. You know, you can have a pre rehearsed script where you scratch the surface where you just say, instead of saying, I'm fine, can you replace with, uh, I'm working through a, a difficult day? Yeah. You know, how many times we say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, but you're not fine, you know? And you can just slim- simply shift it to be more truthful without having to say, you know, I drank five bottles of wine last night because I hate myself. Mm. You, you can go at a level one of mm. I'm just working through uh, working through difficult emotions right now or I'm working through my healing right now and it's just finding statements that align to an aspect of your truth that you're comfortable with mm. and maybe starting from there yeah that's very true good way of putting it as well mm. yeah so was there a moment where you thought okay this is working we're onto something here <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. Um, there's lots of moments, lots of moments. Like what Laura shared when she's working with the client and you see progress um, every time we see that. That's okay. It's worth every second of it. Um, a standout memory will possibly when we got the award, the Spirit of the Community Award. And we're like, okay, yes. we must be doing something right here. <laughs> Um, that was an amazing moment when I saw that online. I was so happy for you guys. Yeah. And it was so well deserved. Yeah, it's not why we do what we do at all. It was just, it was nice. It was nice to get the recognition mm. and to know, okay, people do believe in us. And I know people believe in us anyways because we hear it all the time. But just getting that recognition, I think, really did give us Spurred more hope. And yeah, yeah spread us on further. So, yeah, there's always been something along the way that maybe possibly when. I've been experiencing self-doubt something has triggered and said no you're doing the right thing keep mm. going keep mm. going keep going like in different measures so yeah I couldn't what about you? Well, I just think like on the uh, in the difficult moments the grounding for me is always being face to face with that vulnerable person yeah. because my first question is always if we weren't here who would they have 
and the when the answer to that is no one then there is a clear predicted trajectory for them wow. and it's unpleasant so that 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 grounds me very quickly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so keep going keep going yeah absolutely you know um well you know just i know like it's a real big thing for me it's just being with that vulnerable person and they've nothing left to give and they're so afraid what will what will people think of them who are they what will i do mm. and just just meeting that person i know i mentioned it again but it's just it's just so it's so crucial to the work that we do you know that if we weren't there then i it's it's it, worrying yeah but mm-hmm. I, like it, it it hurts me to think that there's another human who's suffering when it's so unnecessary mm-hmm. when it's so avoidable avoidable yeah. and it's so preventable and here's this person suffering needlessly in my perspective so now that we do have resources you know at the very least as a human being we can help them yeah you know and for me i can only be as happy as the the saddest neighbor you know living in a community not everyone should have you know everyone should have the right to their consciousness and the the right to feeling okay about themselves and as a neighbor as a person whether you're a stranger whether i know you or not the least i can do is help you have what we all should have yeah yeah and it's a very simple thing to do to get that accessible support someone you could pick up the phone to and so or somebody you could present face to face where mm-hmm. there's no charge or no barrier it's a very simple thing to do like when we we're talking about in the safe talk um training suicide prevention training we're doing um for people for most cases who are people who are suicidal like right up to and during the point of dying there is a level of doubt there is a part of them that wants to live Mm -hmm. and there needs to be an accessible support that that part of them will reach out to and will be caught yeah yeah Yeah. it's a very very simple service to do and something that we're doing um and it is a very unsettling thought that okay if darkness into light was gone in the morning what would be there it's it's that's very worthy <laughs> i would lose yeah. sleep over that one now <laughs> and that mm. obviously is testament though to the internal purpose you feel mm. you know that that is reflected with that feeling yeah. you know where you do worry if you weren't here what would be left yeah you know yeah no absolutely i do have a very strong sense of my purpose like i know my my role and um, my ultimate goal is to set this up. I'm not here forever. Um, it's just to set up the service and then hand it over to hopefully a lovely Marathi family who would like to take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, what, that's one of like Maria's big dreams. Like Maria has a very definite um, family that we work closely with. Okay. That uh, whether they like it or not in this moment, <laughs> I have a lot of admiration for these people, and you know, I do feel this is one hundred percent should be their charity. So I just need them to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me time. The patience, the patience. 
love first and then yeah yeah but you know all fall into place. they're they're already so supportive of us fabulous um, people and yeah. they're they're you know they're just they're just uh, some of many people from so many different backgrounds and walks of life who um who align to the darkness into light vision mm-hmm. yeah. and that's so lovely to hear yeah. you know that it's a local family that has shown such a keen interest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, and we do get lots of local support, which is amazing. But yeah, yeah. No, I've always said, anyway, setting it up, it should always be an Emirati charity. To mm. have the impact on the Emirati community, yeah. it needs to be an Emirati charity. And I guess things have fallen into place in the last year where it's very clear to me now who that person should be. Um, and yeah, it's 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 heartwarming to know what's yeah. like. Okay, I'd love to see one of these people because I have a lot of faith and trust in these people so hmm. yeah please God yeah <laughs> give us time give I us know. time give we're going to up for us all the time we're oh, dodging yeah. time bullets yeah. for the last three years yeah and long may continue eyes on the goal yeah, yeah. I know yeah. so I suppose this we've kind of covered this question but I suppose the commitment like what was the moment but we kind of covered it at the beginning where you both went all in and you you gave up teaching and you handed in your resignation as well? Well, I handed my resignation in July, mm-hmm. um, but I think since... Meeting I've, her at since the college. That, that's just been the focus of my life, really. <laughs> I, did. I was, I was yeah. always blessed with my, my job and my employer has always been very good to me. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, yeah, she's it's unwavering commitment ever since. Oh, I yeah, just, I'm I just so do what I'm, I'm so just doing my thing. Like, I don't, what else would I just be doing? Just doing So, were there any lessons learned along the way? I already know we've spoken about a lot, but anything that sticks out. Lessons learned along the way. So many. So many, yeah. I think actually the biggest trigger for me in learning my lessons was that book, The Four Agreements. Mm. And great book. <laughs> Laura drilled it into me. Well, like, I had given her a gift of it maybe a year or so before. Two years maybe, yeah. Before I, she read it. And I picked it up and it just didn't resonate with me at all. And then during lockdown, I picked it up and I was like, ah, this makes sense to me mm. now. And things that were causing me so much stress, like taking things personally and um, mostly taking things personally. <laughs> Being impeccable with your word was another one. Being impeccable with my word, yeah. I'm always doing my best. Living by those four agreements has really, really helped me. Um, And I do know once my intentions are always good, things will unfold as they should. So, yeah. That's my lesson. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) no, I like that. It's a great book as well. Yeah, it is. It is. My lessons. Um... Get out the forty-two thousand pages. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just give a couple off the top of my head. Um, I've learned um, to not judge and be angry because people are on their phones. Okay. <laughs> Me always on my phone. Oh, All right. No, 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 it's not to you. I just yeah. fundamentally, it, it, it has always been something for me. And going, being, living here and being out in restaurants, people, families on their phones, that would trigger me because that behavior didn't align to mine. And I was 
then judging them, creating anger, suffering for me. And I found it very hard to let go and all that. There's just people on their phones everywhere. Um, so I was able to learn acceptance on that. Um, I, I, another lesson uh, was um, uh, deepening uh, non-violent communication mindful communication being able to well you've taught me very well you've taught to, me that so yeah, you've yeah. really improved my communication yeah. skills just by your own company yeah well i think we were come so from much. a different place you um you repressed marie was a repressor <laughs> and uh i could be very direct you know very kind of pointed perhaps very kind of self-absorbed in my own ideology so I think I've been able to come back much more consciously yeah um so it was kind of the same lesson but we were coming from yeah different. we still communicate very differently like you would be yeah. very direct and I'd be very fluffy yeah no we do and that's where like that's where we do yeah. come in the middle because you know, the fluffiness reminds me when I'm going to extreme, hmm. perhaps. And then I would hope that my communication sometimes reminds yeah. you could come out of the fluffiness a little yeah. bit. Mm. So we're just that constant mirror for each other. Yeah. Mm. And um, it's such it's so dynamic, but it works. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Honestly, like I'm, I'm listening to you and I, I am genuinely, I'm not just saying this. I'm genuinely looking at your friendship in awe yeah. of how how much you do balance one another. I know mm. we spoke about that at the beginning, but like I can feel it. You know, it's very yeah. very evident. Yeah, yeah. And we it's both lovely. have the same goals, I think. So it's very easy to easy, align. Yeah. We all have the same end goal. We all have the same vision, and we mm. simply just want to help. Um, yeah. And everything else just works then. Yeah. But it's lovely how it permeates into your personal life as well. Mm. You know, yeah. I think yeah. it's a lovely compliment to it that. Yeah you're also good friends aside mm. from the vision you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i can't imagine having a roaring fight or anything with no. you or like let's sit down and talk <laughs> i'm like no <laughs> she wouldn't have any of it so it just wouldn't be possible yeah, <laughs> yeah but no i think like we're we're like and we we share it a lot like we're very open mm. at recognizing how blessed we are to have each other mm-hmm. you know and that um we're we're here in this moment to to learn from each other and um like we're very good at recognizing the growth (laughs) and helping each other (laughs) achieve that growth Mm. and it's just been like it's just it's the embodiment of being truthful all the time you know even Mm. like being truthful if if i've done something wrong and it might like paying me to you know to have to admit it and do my best to take responsibility and then allow mm. or it allows maria then to share her grievance and we're working things out in yeah. real time or vice versa and it's just that power of always being truthful um where i think a lot of people get caught that instead of expressing their truth like they, they put up with it and or they don't express what they really need and it creates a tension and then it happens again and it's another tension and then mm-hmm. that builds resentment and then at a, a point then there might be a trigger and there's an argument 
but actually what's coming out in the argument is all the charged up tension. Whereas it would be a great marriage, wouldn't it? Yeah, whereas it's yeah, like yeah. a good version of Laura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but I think like you know, we've we've never accepted that behaviour as a norm as a norm for us. Mm. So we've never had that kind of resentment or tension. Like obviously we've had our ups and downs, but you know that's that's just normal. But um, no, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, we're very blessed. Mm. We are. Yeah. We are. Mm. Okay, so we're going to go into our quick fire round of questions. You. <laughs> so, what is the first thing you notice about a person? Smile. Energy. Okay, I knew energy. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you have to bring it to a deeper level. <laughs> I love it. Habits that have improved your life. Drinking water. Okay. Going exercise. Okay. Speaking the truth of how I feel. Improving my skills for listening. <laughs> Reading. I didn't read a lot before. Now I do. Um, learning to ground myself. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> She's so good. She's so good at grounding herself now. <laughs> so just curious, like, how do you ground yourself? What is the strategy you use? Um, different things. Mantras, meditate. It, it depends on the day I don't mm. I'm not very disciplined to do the same routine every day yeah. like you meditate every morning yeah. if you want to. I, I haven't been able to nail that one I know Um. so I guess I'm still learning to get a, a solid routine in there because obviously I still get very anxious and nervous so I still need to work on that mm. Um. but I really recognise the difference it makes to my own behaviour and once I do put some time into grounding myself and just Having me time for even whether it's ten minutes or one mm. hour in the day, it makes such a difference. Yeah, mm. that's it. What is on your bucket list? It can be personal or for darkness into light or both. I don't see past this moment. I lack imagination for the future, so there's nothing that I want to do in this moment I think my ultimate bucket list is just get this set up and then oh my gosh I can be released yeah <laughs> um, I don't know little things I don't know to be honest I'm very fortunate I have everything I need in life so far might be nice to have a life companion to play around with for a while an art companion an art companion an art companion not an alien she's saying no an art companion an art companion yeah. I don't know, yeah, I just lack creativity in imagining my future. I'm just so in the present. I mm. can't think past That's a great way to now, like, mm. except like I have some tasks to mm. do for yeah. later on, but apart from that, it's just like um, tumbleweed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I have nothing definite. I, I actually like that you both don't, because I suppose, apart from the vision mm. of Darkest into Light, because obviously shows how present you both are now well i'm learning to be present <laughs> okay right 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 <laughs> i can't I, i'll be impeccable with my word here and say that i'm not 100% living in the present <laughs> i can only aspire to get to laura's level there um 
but getting there definitely better. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So, so it's, the, it's the shedding of the what if syndrome when you can get rid of that. Oh, yeah. It Ooh, transforms yeah. things. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you most grateful for? Family and friends. And Laura, of course. Well, it's under both categories there, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm most grateful for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning to love myself and have a relationship with myself enables me to be a safe person for others. And that then cultivates the gratitude for everything mm-hmm. and everyone. So I'm grateful for everything I know and everything I don't know. For all the people I know and all the people I don't know. For everything. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot. That kind of blank stare <laughs> followed, followed by a laugh. <laughs> We'll transcribe this into a book at some point. Oh, I'm telling you, bestseller. Bestseller. I think you need to hear it from our mouth so it's more powerful. Oh. So, are there any pieces of content you've consumed where it could be a book, a documentary, inspiring person or a quote that has influenced positively in your lives? I think the Four Agreements is definitely a big one for me this year. Um, there's another quote I heard there a while back and it's really stuck with me. Um, if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward. Mm. I think it's like Martin Luther King Jr. That just really stuck with me. Um, and thankfully, Laura has kept me moving forward because <laughs> I've experienced a lot of challenges personally and with yeah. darkness into light over the last seven or eight months. And yeah, it's just like whenever I've been stuck and really hitting a wall, or it's like, okay, what do we need to do to move forward? We need to move forward. We need to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> So just having that has been such a gift. It's yeah. a great quote. Yeah, it's a beautiful quote. Uh, I think very similar. Uh, the four agreements for me was very powerful. Mm. And funnily enough, I started practicing the agreements before reading the book because I'd seen them on a quote. So I think I was practicing them for two years before one day I realized, oh, maybe I should read the book. And then I, I read the book. <laughs> 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 it was, it's a it's a life changer book um also uh mindfulness learning the technology of mindfulness and really giving a dedication um not just taking a course and saying i'm mindful now which i meet a lot of people mm-hmm. i did my mindfulness course you know yeah. and I mean, you know and there's no judgment it's just you know mindfulness is a technology within all of us that what you practice grows stronger and the discipline and the practice empowers you to really take full advantage of that technology so mindfulness for me um, really changed the game and I did a lot of courses with mindfulness.org mindfulschools.org which are excellent um, and um, I guess as, as well the power of love because um, when I when I came over here, I as I shared earlier on, I was depressed and I was so suicidal. But the 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 relationship, the partner that I had, um, I know that this person loved me so much, 
and although I had accepted that the relationship was finished because I didn't have any love for myself and therein it was easy for me to die the love that that person had for me I used that to keep me alive wow and then it was I'll keep myself alive for you in my head because you love me so much and because I at least had that grip in the pursuit then of the healing I was able to bring that love and internalize it back to me so this person who like we haven't spoken to each other I don't know in like eight years or something but still the power of that person's love was was a, essentially the reason that I'm still alive still today alive. yeah wow amazing that, that is, is so amazing. profound yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never heard to share it like that. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? You're on fire this morning. I'm no, telling you. But it is, you know. But I'm so grateful that that love was so strong for you. Yeah. And that you are here. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, because in, in times of great vulnerability, you know, there's total self-rejection of yourself. Mm. So there has to be something to grab onto. Yeah. And usually it's the love of another person. That you will grab because you'll be like i'll heal for you yeah you know and it, obviously that's a distortion but at least it allows you to grip and to access the healing and then through mm. the healing you realize that no that you have to internalize and bring it back to yourself but yeah the power of love mm. Mm. i like that sentiment mm. so the last question ladies dun, dun, dun. <laughs> favorite song you're loving the throwbacks at the moment, aren't you? I am, yeah. I really like, um, I don't know why this brings to mind, From Now On by The Greatest Showman at the moment. Oh, yeah. It's a great film. Really gets you pumped. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good one at the moment. Yeah, it's a very good song. Mm. Beautifully sung. <sighs> like right now of all, or all time, or... Whatever way you want to perceive it. It could be your go-to. could be all time, yeah. I like shamanic healing songs called Icaros. Um, I can't pronounce any of them because they're all in Spanish or Portuguese or tribal language. I like that I knew that you were going to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, but I can tell you what I have been listening to recently is uh, Psychedelic Rock. Okay. Yeah. There's playlists tripping. Yeah, there's playlists on YouTube, and there's like this little spaceman floating, and there's no lyrics, but it's just rock music in mm. in this the genre of psychedelic sound, and it's really nice. Cool. Sounds cool. Sounds very good. What about you? Oh, God, lads! I it, like if I ever have to do this. That like, vitamin C song. Oh, is there's so many. There's so many. There's oh, so many. many. I love yeah. your dances. I oh my know. gosh, for anyone listening, follow my coach and watch her stories on Instagram every morning. You are pumped in the mornings dancing. I am. I am. No, I haven't been in the last few mornings because I'm just kind of like detoxing from social media for this mm-hmm. midterm. Yeah. But yeah, um, God, like I love everything from the 80s to the 90s to like present, like house. I really have no, sp- like I suppose my go to go to would be if I were to really choose I love the cure oh. 
Yeah, they were banned in the seventies and the eighties. They they yeah. were great songs. Yeah. Um, the source, like all the old songs, like yeah. from the eighties, I just love so much. And um, you can really feel that love in your kitchen every morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. You're spending oh. the love every time I look. I'm like, oh, I wish I woke up like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, working towards the toilet. I'm working towards. But the that for me is like what gets me kind of mm. up in the morning. You know what I mean? Like obviously yeah. my meditation helps me like calm. Yeah. But then to kind of come out of the calm and transition into like okay work mode productivity, yeah. I just stick on a song. You know, and it just yeah. for me that's a, the energy shift yeah. that I I I need for when I leave the house. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, girl. Thank you. So how can people find you if they want to get in touch? Uh, <laughs> our website, www.dil.ae and on social, Darkness into Light, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And you have your course at the moment? Yeah, so we're offering Safe Talk, which is an internationally recognised suicide prevention skills training. And it's the first time for it to ever come to the OE. So it's amazing that we have this opportunity to do that. So our intention is to um, be able to provide that to the general community and also hopefully the police force and first responders um, as it's such a life-saving training. Um, but yeah, but also if anybody is listening and in need of support mm. or worried about a friend or want some guidance on who, they, who to reach out to, just drop us a message on social media. We get mm. messages all the time and that's what we're here for. And we'd be very happy to help and guide you, give you any support you need. So yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much for thank being you. here. Like, I feel like just like had moments of like poignancy but also like absolute laughs as well and I knew I knew it was going to be a laugh like when I asked you both like straight away the two would be like looking at each other like oh yeah girl we'll bring it <laughs> Laura was so sure she was going to bring it and you certainly brought it so well that's just by being ourselves like it just of course. The, magic, the magic happens <laughs> and I've had my morning coffee so we're all good oh my god <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you. And thank yeah. you to all the work that you're doing. Like, it's thank you. It's absolutely amazing. We need more people like you around yeah. the community here. So thank you, Derek. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Or having me. Thanks for being here. <laughs> you're in my presence. Thank you so much. We could take over your home now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>